With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Yates, and I am your host, and I can be found on Twitter at KyleYNFL. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, he is back as a guest. No, he's not the back as the co-host of the podcast, but he is back as a guest. That is Ray GQ, Ray Garman. Ray, brother, welcome back. Ah, uh, Yates, I'm stretching <laughs> from this lap I just ran. Mac Jones, you had to get me oh back. Oh my uh, god! Oh no! Ah, good lap. Happy to be back in the saddle with you, brother. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot <laughs> about that. And yeah, I deserve that one. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, you can take your lap and uh, and have some fun. But Raymond, I'm I'm so excited for this podcast, man. It's been fun to see everything that you're doing over Bets Media, Destination Debbie, FTN Network, man. You're killing it. And it's been so much fun to just watch your show every now and then and see what you're up to. But then, man, we, I've missed talking to you. I've missed yeah. talking to you. Yeah, same here, man. And, you know, right here at the start of the NFL season, it's only right, man. So uh, you are somebody I tremendously respect in this industry and your grind and what you're doing with this show. Love it, man. But I'm I'm definitely glad to be back on today. Uh, feels feels like I'm back at home, man. Back at home. All right. Well, hey, let's before we get into some last chance to buy these players kind of uh, kind of talk here. I want to tell everyone about the giveaway that we have going on courtesy of our friends at Pristine Auction. That is a Javante Williams signed Denver Broncos helmet Uh, to enter this giveaway. All you have to do is go over to Apple Podcast or CastBox, leave a review for the show. Then head over to fantasypros.com slash dynasty contest. Fill out the short form there and attach a screenshot of your review to be entered. That is fantasypros.com slash dynasty contest for more information. All right, wait, re, oh my goodness. All right, Ray, 
We are heading into week one of the NFL season. We're recording this on Thursday. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys facing off tonight. So we wanted to take a second before we get into the start of the 2021 NFL season and just highlight a few players here from a dynasty perspective that we're saying this is your last chance to get in on these guys before their stock takes off dramatically here in the 2021 NFL season, your last chance to buy low. We'll toss out some values and some ideas of what you could trade for them, but let's turn it over to you first. Who is the first player that you want to highlight here as a player that you have to buy now? So the player, I'm, I'm going to start with sort of the more notable name at the top of this list. And it's a player that understand QB situations change so quickly in the NFL. And I think this team out of the AFC West is destined for a quarterback change probably in 2022. But this is your last opportunity. And I'm looking at Fantasy Pro's Dynasty rankings right now. Jerry Judy, as the 22nd ranked wide receiver in Dynasty, you have to acquire him now. This is a player who almost had 900 yards, is a rookie catching passes from a combination of a guy who played wide receiver in college, Trevor Simeon and all these other random quarterbacks in Denver last year. He gets Teddy Bridgewater, but I do believe that this is the season we actually see Jerry Judy ascend to the alpha role in Denver, the 1A wide receiver position with Teddy Bridgewater, his ability to run after the catch, the just uh, he reminds me Yates of of Stefan Diggs 2.0. And yeah. as I'm looking at these rankings right now, I'm like, oh, I'd like Jerry Judy over Michael Thomas. I prefer Jerry Judy over Mike Evans in Dynasty. Give me Jerry Judy over this. I, I I just think that this is the moment to get in on Jerry Judy because I think he is set to absolutely smash in 2021. And if, 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 if we get Aaron Rodgers to Denver or they draft a quarterback high in the 2022 NFL draft and improve that situation to take more advantage of Jerry Judy and his skill set, it's going to be too late. And the cost of acquisition is going to be way too high, way too much more than I'm comfortable uh, of, of, of paying. So this is your shot to get Jerry Judy before he takes off. And I think that's going to happen starting this Sunday. Man, you're stealing my thunder. I was like, all right, I'm going to be a fantastic host. I'm going to pull up our ECR over at fantasybros.com. And I'm going to look at some of the other names that are going around Jerry Judy. And I'm going to ask Ray who he would rather have, who we would be willing to send off to acquire Jerry. And the two players that I queued up were <laughs> Michael Thomas and Mike Evans, man, that are at 19 and 20 in our dynasty ECR. And so you're just saying, man, like straight up, you would just trade right now, Mike Evans for Jerry Judy. Is that 100%, correct? hundred percent. Without question. I wouldn't even think twice about it. hundred percent. That's awesome, man. I mean, that uh, Jerry Judy has the potential. Absolutely. He's got the talent. We know that the drops are a concern, but so we'll see if he can iron that out here. But you're absolutely right that the quarterback play that he had last year left a lot to be desired. So Jerry Judy potentially moving into that upper echelon they, where he was drafted. I mean, he was drafted with number one overall picks last year in, in dynasty yep. rookie drafts in some leagues. Like he is extremely valuable from a dynasty perspective and you're saying that he has the potential to take off here in 2021 i absolutely agree this is your last chance to get in on jerry judy i am going to go with another wide receiver here from the same draft class second year wide receiver for the indianapolis colts i'm going to go with michael pittman jr mm. this is your last chance to buy michael pittman jr before he absolutely explodes this year heading into the 2020 nfl draft process i loved michael pittman jr talking about him constantly as a potential wide receiver one for an offense. He gets drafted early in the second round to the Indianapolis Colts. And you go, all right, they've got T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, of course, can be a thing. But Michael Pittman Jr. should be able to establish himself as a solid receiving option here. And now Phillip Rivers, 
For as well as he played last year, it's still Philip Rivers in the final year of his career. It left a lot to be desired. You've got Carson Wentz now here in town, and depending on what version of Wentz we're going to get, Pittman's stock can either be a very, very safe mid-range wide receiver three in Dynasty this year to potentially a top 15 option if we get the Carson Wentz that was with Frank Reich back in 2017. So Michael Pittman Jr. here, now that you've got T.Y. Hilton on the IR to start the year, Paris Campbell's still kind of recovering from this Achilles injury. Like there's a lot going on here where Pittman can see a minimum of eight targets per game this entire season. Like he has the talent to be able to make that count. He's dominated this entire offseason. The reports coming out of training camp in the preseason have just been glowing. I've been I was high on Michael Pittman Jr. last year, still high on him now. Go acquire him right now. Why is there such a sour taste in people's mouth? I feel like Michael Pittman Jr. is a player that nobody is really talking about putting up potentially monster numbers in that Colts offense this year. Like you said, T.Y. Hilton, are you really concerned about Zach Pascal? And I know the Paris Campbell truthers are out there, but Michael Pittman Yates looks the part of a dominant X wide receiver at 6'4", 220 plus pounds, the speed, uh, the way that he adjusts to the ball in the air, and he's actually really good after the catch. I, I, I'm not understanding why, literally, we, we, I've seen, we've all seen tweets of Jerry Judy and LaVisca Chenault and even Jalen Rager, you know, my guy Jalen Rager, we see that. Nothing. Radio silence on Michael Pittman. I'm just, I'm wondering why there's, there's not more buzz surrounding Michael Pittman because I love this call by you. Yeah, and I mean, you look at our ECR. He's at wide receiver 43 in Dynasty ECR. The guys around him are like Curtis Samuel is going above him. Will yeah. Fuller. Like, I want, I want Pittman Jr. over Rashad Bateman, for as much as I love Bateman as a prospect, he shouldn't be going over Michael Pittman Jr. A few spots behind him at 46. Again, Pittman's at 43. And 46 is Terrace Marshall Jr. And no matter what your opinion is of Terrace Marshall Jr., you could love him as a prospect. He does not have the same level of upside in this offense in Carolina as Pittman does in Indianapolis. So you are absolutely correct. I do not understand the perception here. I would be willing to send a second round pick away to acquire Michael Pittman Jr., potentially even a late first if I am a contending dynasty roster. That is the way that I want to be viewing him because I think he does have the potential to move up into the top 24 wide receivers from a dynasty perspective. He's still super, super young at only 23 years old. All right, let's mm. go to your second player here. That is, this is the last chance to buy this player. All right, so I'm going to go with another sort of known player. And Yates, I think this is somebody that we actually talked about um, back early over the summer when we were doing the show. But I'm going to go to the quarterback position. And right now he's inside Tier 4 Fantasy Pros ECR rankings. This is a player who's going to get a massive extension. It's not going to be Josh Allen. It's not going to be Dak Prescott. But there's stability at the quarterback position. He's going to get an extension. And he's going to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns for the foreseeable future. And I'm going with Baker Mayfield, and I know a lot right. of people hear that, and people may think, uh, well, he's, L listen, I'm not sitting here telling anybody that Baker Mayfield is going to be a top five quarterback in Dynasty. I'm, I am not saying that whatsoever. But what they do have in Cleveland is probably one of the best offensive lines in football, at least top five. I'll be conservative. Top five offensive line in football. They have a top five rushing attack. And the wide receiver options are really good now, but we can improve the wide receiver position as we go. But make Baker Mayfield being drafted, estimate uh, ECR rankings, quarterback 19, one spot ahead of Mac Jones, just two spots ahead of Matt Ryan. I understand and I, I know that he does not have 
Justin Fields type ceiling. But in in fantasy, in dynasty, especially in super flex formats, you want a stud quarterback. If you can get two, great. But you also want some stability, somebody that you know you can put in the lineup. He's not going to wreck your team. He may not win you a week. And and if you do get those game winning weeks from a Baker Mayfield, that's icing on top of the cake. If if he blows up along with your true starter, your Justin Herbert at the top, then you pr- you pretty much essentially won your matchup that week. But I think this is the year. This is the year with all the high expectations surrounding Cleveland. And as good as they played last year, a lot of people are picking the Browns to be Super Bowl contenders. Super Bowl contenders here in 2021. You better get Baker Mayfield now because I think there's a world in which, and I know this sounds crazy, with the hype and hysteria around Mac Jones, I bet you could trade Mac Jones. If you had Mac Jones and wanted Baker Mayfield, I bet you can do that one for one. If not, maybe get a 2023 third rounder in return as well. I, I don't think people are valuing the stability, the the safe floor of Baker Mayfield, given the fact that he can have some of those big boom upside weeks. I want Baker Mayfield. I've actively acquired him over the summer in Dynasty Leagues. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. And when I'm seeing some of the names, and listen, I get what Jalen Hurts can do with his legs. If you're asking me who I've had more confidence in being a starting quarterback in 2022 and beyond, it's Baker Mayfield. I've got more confidence in him than Jalen Hurts. Or at this point, Tua Tungabailoa, as far as long-term starting quarterback, get Baker Mayfield now before it's too late. You got to stop doing this to me, man. Uh, Literally, Jalen Hurts was the player that I was like, all right, I want to spend some time talking about Hurts versus Baker Mayfield because I think the perception with Baker is, okay, well, he's going to run first offense. And so there's automatically like a cap on his fantasy output, right? And and that there, that's true to an extent, but he's also incredibly efficient. And what we saw when this offense started to click towards the last, the latter half of 2020, Baker was a very, very fantasy relevant quarterback. Like he was producing for one QB formats, right? And you can get him for super cheap right now in super flex leagues. Again, you talked about Mac Jones. Mac Jones should not be valued anywhere near, no matter what your opinion is of Mac Jones, you shouldn't be valued anywhere near Baker. Baker's an incredibly more talented quarterback. So I, but I did want to spend some time on Jalen Hurts because I, I don't know. I can't remember how much we talked about Hurts and valuing him from a dynasty perspective. And there was still like leading up into the NFL draft. There was still some questions about, OK, is Hurts actually the long term answer here in Philadelphia? Or were they going to be drafting one of the the quarterbacks that fell potentially to them? And we saw them trade up from 12 to 10. And we were like, all right, here we go. Justin Fields. And they ended up taking Devonte Smith. So Jalen Hurts, I think this year you're going to have Hurts be a very, very relevant quarterback. In, and I think that he is going to be just one of these guys that you can continue to plug into your lineup as a low end QB one. But long term, I don't understand why Jalen Hurts is at QB 15 in our dynasty ECR. And you've got guys like Baker at 19. I mean, even Carson Wentz down at 22, uh, that Sam Darnold, you know, for whatever your opinion is of him, like we know that he's going to be given opportunity after opportunity and he's got the surrounding cast. So talk to me a little bit about your opinions on Jalen Hurts this year and moving forward from a dynasty perspective. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. This year, he should smash. And I mean, he opens up with the Falcons. I mean, there's potential for Jalen Hurts to finish his QB1 on the week. And if I had Jalen Hurts and he went off, if he goes off against the Falcons and finishes his QB1, I'd probably try to trade him immediately. Um, the, the, The issue is, it just seems like, whether it's coach speak, all all training camp, all offseason, the whole, you know, Nick Sirianni not naming a starter, 
Joe Flacco. That was, that was ridiculous. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was ridiculous, but, you know, Carson Wentz is going to play. The Eagles are going to have three first-round picks in 2022, and without diving into that class uh, in, entirely, there, there might be five or six quarterbacks drafted in the first round again. I, I, I don't know if – it's like a job, Yates. When, when the CEO or the boss gets fired and they bring in somebody new, they like to bring their people in. They like to bring their employees. They want to get their guys I'm not sold that Jalen Hurts, no matter, unless he plays lights out. And when you look at all the odds makers, they're projecting Philadelphia to be one of the bottom five teams in the NFL. Right. So un unless he plays lights out, I don't think he's, I don't think he's assured anything. I think we can see a situation where he goes into minicamp as the starter. They draft a quarterback, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, Rattler. They draft him in the first round and they have this quote unquote quarterback battle. And the rookie wins out. I just, this is probably one of the more tricky situations to maneuver in Dynasty because I love Jalen Hurts. There's no doubt what he can do with his legs. And then if he can continue to progress with his arms, how valuable, with his arm, how valuable he can be in Dynasty. But Yates, if, if there's any slip up with Hurts, I think any. I, I can Philadelphia is probably going to draft a quarterback. And then what do you have? What can you trade right. Jalen Hurts for at that point? So 2021, I feel great about him unless he blows it out of the water. I'd be very concerned and I'm a Jalen Hurts truther, but I'm just being honest with you. I'm going to give people just a little like peek behind the curtain and look ahead. Like in the uh, in the in season, we're going to be doing with a bunch of different guests. We're going to be doing a buy low, sell high segment after every single week with this dynasty podcast after week one. Most likely, I'm going to be saying sell Jalen Hurts in Superflex Leagues. Like, you've got to be able to capitalize on what he does here against Atlanta because I do think that he's going to put up some ridiculous numbers. All right, I'm going to go back to the wide receiver position. I'm going to go with a Dallas Cowboys wide receiver. No, it's not CeeDee Lamb. No, it's not Amari Cooper. <laughs> it's Michael Gallup. I'm going to go with Gallup here as a player that I believe that you have to buy now, and this is kind of your last chance to do it. We've got rumors here that Michael Gallup is going to be moving into the slot and playing where CeeDee Lamb primarily played in 2020 and lamb is going to be moving outside now Gallup is going to come on in three wide receiver sets you're going to have but the dallas runs those quite a bit here so Gallup is going to be on the field he's going to have moments of relevance this season but he's going to be more of a flex option someone that you're really not super comfortable playing week in and week out depending on the matchup like for tonight up against the tampa bay buccaneers i really don't want to play michael Gallup just because it's a tough matchup and we know the ball is going to go to amari cooper and cd lamb first Michael Gallup is in the end is in the last year of his contract here with the Dallas Cowboys. It is highly unlikely that they move forward and they re-sign Michael Gallup to the kind of contract that he's going to be asking for because Gallup is a very, very talented wide receiver. And so he's going to hit the free, potentially hit the free agent market next year. And he is going to end up as potentially the wide receiver one, if not a very, very good wide receiver two for an NFL team. And that automatically boosts his dynasty stock. So He's way down in consensus ECR just because, again, you've got Amari Cooper, you've got CeeDee Lamb in this offense that are going to dominate targets and Gallup is going to be kind of battling for the leftovers. But don't get that twisted. He is an incredibly talented wide receiver and someone that can still make a big impact for fantasy football lineups. So Michael Gallup here, I think he's going to provide a, a decent floor each week. So I'm saying buy him now before people start to see that floor with him moving into the slot. But he's one of these guys too, that I'd be willing to send away a second round pick in one of my dynasty leagues. I got offered the trade to trade away Brian Edwards and a third round pick from Michael Gallup. 
I hit accept on that but on that <laughs> trade so quickly. And I know that the guy who sent me that trade listens to this podcast. So I'm just giving him a look behind the uh, look behind the scenes. I want I that was a no brainer trade for me to be able to get Gallup, who potentially could be a wide receiver one for an NFL team next year. No brainer trade. You stole my guy. You know, I, there's somebody that I'm not mentioning intentionally because I have a, a good feeling that you're going to talk about him next. But Michael Gallup, I am. I, I tweeted it out. I think if he would have been on the free agent market this year, he would have been one of the most coveted free agent wide receivers. You know, I, look at look at the football team right now. I bet you they'd love to have Michael Gallup opposed to Curtis Samuel right now, who's limping around on the field. Right, but I do think right. Michael Gallup is going to get a bag in free agency. Dallas, I don't think they can afford him. And if I'm Michael Gallup, I'm not taking a hometown discount. This player, I, I'm with you. I think he can be a wide receiver one for an NFL franchise, a la a Corey Davis, right? We see Corey Davis as the wide receiver one with the Jets. And if he's not a wide receiver one, he's going to be a very valuable, highly paid wide receiver two. He's just, he's incredible. Michael Gallup is a wide receiver one in this league, in my opinion. And this call to to get Gallup now, and he's still so Brian Edwards in a third for Gallup. Get, give me that or a second, whatever it was. Give me that trade, and I'm like you. I'm running to press accept. So I love that. Love yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go back to you for this is your final player, right? Final player to buy now. Uh is this my final player? This is it. I had I had I had two guys. I had two guys. I'm like, hey, if cheap. we have enough time, I think we okay, can hit that. Okay, fourth okay, one. okay, okay. My last, my last player, and I'm going to go quick. It's a rookie, but right now I, I'm telling everybody, go get Rondell Moore. Like, go get Rondell Moore. I know there's all this hype. We're all focused on Jamar Chase, focused on Devontae Smith and Terrace Marshall and Elijah Moore. Rondell Moore. Arizona has no tight end of consequence. I, I don't think anybody sold on Christian Kirk or Andy Isabella, AJ Green, not really in Dynasty. There's a very real possibility, Yates, we're looking at a more explosive version of Robert Woods. It's shorter, not the same stature, not the same comp type player, but a wide receiver that can command these targets that's also going to give you 25, 30 carries a season on those jet motions. We saw how Cliff Kingsbury wants to use Rondell Moore early, screen plays, getting them barred, uses run after the catch ability. And right now, when I'm looking at some of the players in Dynasty who are being drafted ahead or ranked ahead of Rondell Moore, I, I just go up the list and I'd say, give me Rondell Moore, give me Rondell Moore, give me Rondell Moore, give me Rondell Moore. I, I think this is going to be a very special player in the NFL and, and probably never a top 12 wide receiver. But when you're talking about somebody that I can see as a top 20 wide receiver a year down the line, two years down the line in this offense with his skill set, go by Rondell Moore. I think you were in the camp of like Elijah Moore, right? Like you, you loved Elijah Moore coming into the NFL draft, correct? Yes, I did. Yeah. So, all right. So Rondale Moore in our dynasty ECR right now. And again, this is different because we've got the landing spots. Now we know Rondale Moore in Arizona wide receiver 51, Elijah Moore in the New York uh, Jets offense wide receiver 37. Would you rather have Rondale Moore straight up over Elijah Moore? I'd be fine with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be fine. And I love Eli. I love Elijah Moore. Give me Rondell Moore. Give me. I love Elijah. Love him. Dynasty long term. Not for 2021. Maybe Elijah Moore uh, outproduces him in 2021. But dynasty long term. I, I truly believe that what we saw from his collegiate career as a freshman. This is a special talent. Yates, a special player. Yeah. 
And to be this low right now, I'd be interested to see what people could trade uh, for to get Rondell Moore because I, I just think this is the time because all he, all that it takes is on Sunday, if he takes two carries and takes one to the house, catches a couple of screen plays, makes players miss, his oh, yeah, value stock, is going to yeah. skyrocket. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's interesting too. You you talk about the dynasty and the long term value. Like next year, Christian Kirk probably not on this roster. Andy Isabella probably not on this roster. AJ Green probably not on this yep. roster. So what yep. do they do? Do they go forward with DeAndre Hopkins and Rondale Moore as their one A and one B? You know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two in this offense. It's quite possible. I'm going to go with a player who is literally right next to him in Dynasty ECR. That's Darnell Mooney, man. Darnell Mooney at wide receiver fifty. In Dynasty ECR, I just do not understand this one. Uh, Mooney showed out last year. Like, no one saw this coming. Even if you evaluated his tape out of Tulane, you did not see this type of production and type of talent coming from him and his transition to the NFL, at least that early. He was making Jalen Ramsey look silly, right? There's that clip where he just absolutely gets Jalen Ramsey to bite, and then the ball is just airmailed over his head. Like, he had absolutely no shot. So now with... Andy Dalton, and no matter what your opinion of Andy Dalton is, he is a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Now, is he a much better quarterback? No, that's <laughs> another conversation for another day. So Mooney is going to be in the flex conversation week in and week out. But then, man, what happens once we see Justin Fields take over here? And I am predicting and projecting that that's going to happen a lot sooner than later here in this offense with Justin Fields taking over. Man, we saw continuously what Fields was able to do deep downfield with guys like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson at his time at Ohio State. Darnell Mooney is going to be able to stretch the field and be that deep option there for Justin Fields. So Mooney right now at wide receiver 50, he's going to show out this year. It's going to happen. This is your last chance to buy Darnell Mooney. And depending on who the manager is in your league that has him, they might be smart. They might be looking at Mooney and saying, no, I'm going to hold on to him because I think that he has tremendous upside. But he's at 50 in Dynasty ECR. The majority of fantasy managers that have Mooney are not thinking about the long-term upside with him with Justin Fields at quarterback. They're thinking about what happened last year and at least the level of production that he put up versus what he could have had. Mooney, the I mean, Mooney to the moon, right? Yep. With Justin Fields. Like he is absolutely going to be in the conversation, I believe, of a top 30, top 30 Dynasty wide receiver at this time next year. I actually think you're a little too low, Yates. Right. I mean, I, when I did the film breakdown of Darnell Mooney over the summer, I literally said, "I, how? How is this kid so good? Just his ability to, I mean, he's just, he's special. I, I love Darnell, yes, to the Mooney. He is that good, and you nailed it. He could be Justin Fields' version of Chris Olave, you know, with, yep. with uh, A-Rob playing that Garrett Wilson, the, the alpha role. And Chris Olave, the field stretcher, the speed. Uh, I, I love this call. I, I'm a big fan of Darnell Mooney. I've traded for him in a ton of places. So we are we are in lockstep here with that one. I love it. All right. Hey, we got time for that fourth one. You got that fourth yes, one queued up? Yes, yes. I'm diving deep. I'm diving deep here. This is, this is deep. It's dirty. It's nasty. But Cincinnati has a running back who I, I, I was high on going into the college football season he played at the place where five-star recruits go to die, <laughs> the University of Michigan. But I'm talking about Chris Evans. And I think there's a world, Yase, in which Chris Evans works his way on the field this season for the Bengals. We heard multiple beat reporters out of Cincinnati saying he is the best pass-catching running back that they have. Veteran Joe Mixon. Uh, he's listed third on the depth chart with Samaj P. Ryan ahead of him. I, I'm not taking that 
to the bank. I, I just, whatever. It could say whatever it wants. But I think Chris Evans, right now, you probably can get this dude for a third-round pick in 2022, a third-rounder for Chris Evans. Give me that type of trade. Maybe even a fourth-rounder if people aren't paying attention. But I, I think there's a real possibility that Chris Evans turns Joe Mixon into more of a two-down grinder with him working on the field in third-down situations, playing on the two-minute drives and fast-paced offense, and becoming PPR relevant. So if if you can get Chris Evans, and I know he's ranked low. I think he's like eighty something. Uh, uh, Royce Freeman yeah, around him. Low. Yeah. I mean, this is this is deep. It's dynasty. But go get Chris Evans before he gets on the field this weekend and flashes, and then you get a couple of dynasty managers that say, "Hey, I may have something here on my taxi squad." So go get Chris Evans. The question with Evans was never like talent or athleticism. It was always just like. Do- Give him some experience. We have we can't evaluate him enough yeah. because he just wasn't given enough work in this offense, which, again, it's a whole other conversation about what Michigan <laughs> does with their talented players. But I think that, yeah, with Evans, he just needs the playing time. He needs the reps to be able to continue to develop into something. But you can absolutely get onto the field in that kind of like hybrid Giovanni Bernard role. I don't know if that's going to happen right away. It might be something where you have to wait at least maybe until the later portion of this this season or maybe even next whatever that looks like. But Evans does have the talent. And again, you, dude, a fourth round pick next year. Easy. Like in shallow dynasty leagues, he's going to be dropped. He's not going to, he's going to yeah. be on the waiver wire. You can go pick this guy up for super, super cheap. Love that call. I'm going to go a little bit higher up the board for my final player here. I'm going to go with Tyler Higby, the tight end for the Los Angeles Rams with Higby. He had that dominant stretch of five games towards the end of 2019 when Gerald Everett was out of the lineup. And then last year the hype was real. And then he disappointed because Gerald Everett was healthy and sharing the tight end splits here, the tight end snaps here with Higby for a terrible, I mean, terrible quarterback play. <laughs> now you've got Matthew Stafford here in town and this offense. I've talked about it all offseason. I think this offense is going to go nuclear this year with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. And when you look at the Rams offense, you've got Robert Woods, smaller receiver. you got Cooper Cup. He's a big slot, but he doesn't have the same kind of size. Then you've got I mean, Deshaun Jackson, Tutu Atwell. They are the opposite of size at the wide receiver position. So in the red zone, Tyler Higby is going to be Matthew Stafford's target. He's going to be the guy that he's locking onto and looking to feature. If you are a dynasty roster, a dynasty team that doesn't have one of these top six dynasty tight ends, right? After that point, it's just you're throwing darts at the tight end position. You're just looking to get one of these guys that maybe they can be something. And I think Higby has an excellent chance of at least returning value. You can He's a little bit older, right? He's, I think, 28 off the top of my head, like he's an older tight end. So you're not going to have to send away significant uh, draft pick value and compensation to go get him. I think you can get him for a third round pick. So Tyler Higby is a guy that I'm absolutely targeting if I am in need of a tight end. Yeah, I'm just, I'm actually really shocked that you didn't name Ramondre Stevenson, man. I'm, I am, <laughs> I am floored because I was going to, I was going to name him, but I was like, that's going to be Yates's. I'm saving it for him. No Ramondre Stevenson. Interesting. Interesting. No, I mean, I mean, we, that was obviously for those who are just tuning in, that was one of the players that Ray and I were so divided on in the, <laughs> uh, in the pre-draft process leading up. I loved his tape out at, at, at Oklahoma. Ray was a little bit more skeptical and then he lands in new England. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of out. And then Ray was like, actually, I'm kind of interested. <laughs> uh, and so it flip flopped. I mean, he's a new England Patriots running back. Like, I think that he, he can be relevant, but he's got Damian Harris, James White, JJ Taylor, all above him on the depth chart. Now he looked fantastic in the preseason. There's no denying that. Oh, it's 7.7 yards per carry or whatever he averaged. Ridiculous. He looked great. 
but I just have it's still a New England Patriots running back, and I typically try to avoid that backfield if I can. All right, all right, all right. Some level-headedness from you, <laughs> but I will give you on this show. I, I I I joked about Mac Jones at the beginning. You admitted publicly, you know, Ray, you got that one. I admit to you on this show, you got me on Stevenson. He looks fantastic, and if he gets an opportunity, I think he'll be good. For sure, man. And hey, we're all going to hit. We're all going to miss. It's part of the fun of this job, right? It's part of the fun of just being able to evaluate and see what happens. Everything, anything can happen in the NFL and in fantasy football. That's what makes it so much fun. Anything can change year over year in dynasty fantasy football. That's why we love this format. All right, that's going to do it for today's show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can connect with Ray over on Twitter if you do not uh, follow him already at Ray GQ. Ray, you want to tell people what exactly you've got going on? Because I know a lot of people have followed you since you left, but what exactly do you have going on for those who don't know? Yeah, the big thing, I do a morning show Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wake up with Ray G. You could uh, you could fi- find that show on my Twitter um, at Ray GQ, but it's wake up with Ray G uh, every morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Love it, man. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. We'll be back next week breaking down week one's action and taking a look at some of the players that you need to buy low on, sell high on. Uh, We're going to make sure that you are prepared for your dynasty fantasy football matchups. For Ray Garvin, I'm Kyle Yates, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. 
our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.